You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness and physiology right now. In this episode, Dr. Tony Nader addresses the Third International Ayurveda Congress, hosted by the Brazilian government in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. The Congress, attended by thousands of government leaders and senior delegates, is an important step in the integration of traditional and complementary medicines, such as Ayurveda, into the national health system. Dr. Nader, in his medical and scientific career, has had the great fortune to learn from and work with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi who revived the Vedic science of health called Ayurveda. Ultimately, the development of consciousness is the most essential approach to ensure that all methods of treatment become effective. Honorable President, Minister Barros, Your Excellency Congressman Felipe, Excellencies and Honorable Government and Health Leaders, Scientists, Conference Organizers and Participants, Our deep gratitude to you all and particularly to the Government of Brazil for convening this August Assembly. The ultimate goal that brings us together is the creation of a disease-free society with individuals who can think and act according to the most evolutionary forces of nature and be able thus to live in fulfillment with no suffering and no conflict. The problems leading to lack of health in the world today are not limited to few chemical reactions that can go wrong. Life is more than a bunch of molecules that interact with each other. This assembly shall no doubt highlight and bring forth the richness of life from its most basic constituents to its cosmic nature from the most objective scientific discoveries to the most subjective, intimate, personal, and individual considerations of feeling, awareness, and consciousness, and all the way to the universal, holistic character of existence itself and pure being. With a vast variety of topics, angles, and approaches, we are all here to be inclusive, comprehensive, and miss no opportunity to raise life above suffering, above problems, above conflicts and disease. We wish together to explore and apply the know-how not only of scientists and researchers, but also of experienced and wise teachers, of mothers and grandmothers, and all ancient and new knowledge that has proven to be effective. In healing a child, for example, a caring and knowledgeable mother gives love, reassurance, warmth, and a number of home remedies learned from many past generations. Simple foods and drinks can be adjusted to suit specific conditions. Traditional healers have acquired from their ancestors many procedures and methods 
including the use of herbs, natural medical supplements, as well as chants, songs, and melodies that can prevent and cure disease. Exercise, yoga postures, breathing techniques, and meditation strengthen and balance the mind and the body. Such health procedures can be more effective and have no side effects when compared to some of today's widely used medical approaches. In particular, proper health education and prevention-oriented programs are vital in this allowing the emergence of imbalance and sickness. More time and focus have to be spent on prevention. Modern science has developed methods that can help us to differentiate fact from fantasy and real results from fictional ones. We have to inspire the governments and the scientific institutions to put energy and time to analyze and apply all the knowledge available to create a disease-free society. In this regard, again, our great praise and acknowledgement goes to the honorable members of the government of Brazil for their desire to use the most effective procedures to bring health and wholeness to their nations and to the world. We should not ignore the ravages of crime, war, and national and international conflicts. These are like poverty and malnutrition, also diseases on the state and international levels. In my, my medical and scientific career, I have had the great fortune to learn from and work with a great sage, scientist, and well-wisher of humanity who comes from the ancient Vedic tradition of masters. His Holiness Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who revived the Vedic science of health called Ayurveda. Ayu in the ancient Sanskrit language means life or the span of life. And Veda means knowledge. Ayurveda aims at preventing disease and preventing aging, promoting health as wholeness of life, and curing illness and imbalance. It utilizes all aspects of life from the gross levels of social life, the levels of our organs and organ systems. It uses techniques for purification, techniques to remove toxins from the body, of course, proper diet, proper nutrition, and also the knowledge of daily and seasonal cycles and rhythms of nature. It uses individual body constitutions and the relation of these constitutions to the time of the day, the time of the season, and how these should be applied together with herbal remedies, foods and drinks, exercise, yoga postures, pranayama or breathing techniques, and the use of Vedic sound and Vedic chanting, and above all, the transcendental meditation technique and the development of consciousness. 
We see today as a small example different publications about diet where some promote the importance of reducing sugar intake, others focus on fat, some promote high salt levels, others strongly emphasize low salt diet or high protein and various nutrients. They find logic for everything and it's contrary. The reason is that they look at everyone and in all circumstances as being the same kind of circumstance, the same kind of general physical body constitution. In Maharshi Ayurveda, there are very clear distinctions between individual body types and different kinds of body types between different individuals and, as we said briefly, the reality of time, time of the day, time of the season, and also the different types of imbalances, as well as the various nutritional recommendations. And on this basis, recommendations are made. If these variables are not taken into consideration, then the treatments will not be effective. And what can be helpful in one case at a particular time in a particular season can be harmful to other cases under different circumstances. Maharshi, like any modern scientific scientist, scientist has wished to validate the approaches and the procedures. He welcomed the contributions of the most knowledgeable people in every area from India as well as traditional doctors and healers from all over the world. One of the major conferences and meetings actually has happened in Brazil in the 80s, 1985, with top experts in herbal and natural medicine. Maharshi encouraged research in all fields that show serious promise for health and for prevention. I was fortunate myself to participate in some of this research showing, showing the effectiveness of Ayurvedic approaches including herbal medicine, Vedic sound, and particularly transcendental meditation in preventing and curing disease as well also as the effectiveness of transcendental meditation in solving social and international problems and conflicts. All of the approaches, the healing methods and techniques that Marshi emphasized, he most stressed and put an importance and attention on the approach from the level of consciousness. In the Vedic tradition, consciousness is the ultimate source of everything. In modern science, physicists have located energy and force fields at the basis of all matter. Probing into the reality of fields, scientists uncovered a deeper unity leading to the understanding that all that we call matter comes from a unified field of all the laws of nature. The unified field is the singularity from which multiplicity emerges. This is equivalent to the Vedic teaching that singularity is at the basis of multiplicity. 
The singularity is the field of pure consciousness, pure awareness. Pure consciousness is the same as the unified field of all the laws of nature. And therefore, pure consciousness is the true self of everything and of everyone. This is how the wisdom of know thyself takes its full importance. During transcendental meditation, the mind goes beyond the changing field of thought to a non-changing field of pure awareness beyond any thought. This is called transcending or going beyond. The individual experiences his or her true self, which is a field of deep restful alertness with infinite peace and silence, yet the individual is fully awake within himself or herself. This experience does not just bring mental satisfaction and fulfillment. The human brain enters a state of high orderly functioning and the entire neuroendocrine system is positively balanced. This has a profound effect on inflammation, healing, and strengthening the entire physiology, and in particular, the immune system. Hundreds of scientific studies from prestigious universities and scientific institutions around the world, published in peer-reviewed journals, have shown the effectiveness of transcendental meditation and other Marshi Ayurveda techniques, and this in curing disease, prevention, rejuvenation, combating aging, combating aging, and solving even social problems and international conflicts. In Vedic terms, every transformation is a transformation in consciousness. A plant or herb can be considered superficially as being made of molecules. But plant or a herb has also a structure within it of relationship between these molecules. These can be considered as patterns. You can say patterns of intelligence, patterns of consciousness. The same nature that made us as human beings has made the plants. There is the same intelligence of natural law in us as in different packets of aspects of expressions in different plants in different aspects of nature. We can call it the same consciousness of natural law, the same intelligence is balanced in a specific way under different circumstances. Isolating the active ingredients from a plant might strengthen the effect of those ingredients in a particular way, but the intelligence of nature would be usurped. And this is how side effects and limited results with complications can be witnessed. On another level, we see, like, on the surface, postures of yoga, for example, stretch certain muscles and squeeze certain organs. 
This is again only the superficial effect of those postures. In fact, these postures create a wholeness which is more than the sum of the parts by giving to the body a certain pattern of posture which influences the entire physiology, in particular including the nervous system, and thus create an effect on the level of consciousness itself. Ultimately, the development of consciousness is the most essential approach to ensure that all methods of treatment become effective. We should not neglect consciousness, as it is the most fundamental aspect of all health, happiness, and the ability to think and act in accordance with natural law, thus promoting evolution and growth for the fulfillment of the individual and society. Let us together create a truly disease-free society. Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.